Fly Nerd Group was recorded live at Mess in the greatest city in the world, Chicago, USA. One, two, one, two. Coachy Soul Star and Kaz G. And we welcome you to episode four. Four, four, four. Of the Fly Nerd Group, Bro. yeah. Now, now we, I, I've been, I've been Wait, first before we. Oh start, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Know, um, I like to come give out the congratulations. Oh, to a homie of mine, you know. Nothing. Special wrong. moment happened, you know, over the weekend, you know. It did. It did. Yeah, you know. You saw what happened in Vegas, stays in Vegas, yeah, but in what? this certain case... I brought it home. You brought it home. I brought it home, <laughs> yes. I, I went out to Vegas and got hitched. Yeah. And then and then brought it home. Word. Congrats, so, man. Thank you, thank you, Good thank shit. you. That is very exciting. Congrats, man. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I, I, I appreciate that. So, yeah, I am... Uh, fly, fly, fly nerd, coach, he's soul star. Oh, he tied the knot. Yeah, I tied the knot. Got the old ball and chain now. <laughs> One love to Lori. That's my love, though. That's what's up, man. Good, good shit. But uh, you know, as we as we dive into it, um, after after receiving a couple inboxes uh from a, from a few fans, they say we neglect DC. <laughs> We, we're, we're only three episodes in. You gotta know, give us right? a chance to get yeah, there. It's just the time, sign the times. Is what's going on right now. You, you have to we're give in us, the moment. You have to give us a chance to get there. Yeah. But since Justice League Two would have dropped a week ago, true, true. Here we are. We're gonna talk. We're, we're gonna talk about DC. Um, we're gonna get into nitty gritty. We'll, we will. We will get into the nitty gritty. I'm sure we'll we'll probably do some continuation of the previous uh, Batman Superman guy debate because that was that that was something that that got floated yeah, out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you gotta give us credit. We 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 sparked off a little things about Batman and Superman. We, just we, the theories. We did. We we did spark off some things that were that were very that were uh, came out of Brightburn. Yeah. But um, you know, as a as a frequent reader of DC Comics. I can't say that I'm an avid reader of DC Comics because I have to admit I I typically only read um the the big name books for DC so Batman, Justice mm-hmm. League, sometimes Superman. Mm-hmm. I'm a Green Lantern fan and off and on read The Flash. So for me, uh I've always seen DC um at least their icons as I've seen the DC universe as kind of like this real pretty place. This 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 place where pretty. where yeah it is pretty Got, Gotham Gotham is bleak superheroes Gotham is bleak but the within the DC universe their their icons are treated as idols like like Pete, there's a there's a Superman statue in Metropolis there's mm. a Flash museum mm. uh, uh, Wonder Woman has has like a special dedication thing out there mm-hmm. a you shrine. know. Yeah, a shrine of some sort. Like, like they, they, they get worshipped as, as like demigods almost in that. But it's like, and that's what I was about to say. I was about to say the difference is um, these superheroes are gods, in which I want to emphasize on this because I want to see how is it difficult to translate these characters to film. I heard a lot of people. I heard some people say because of their skill set and their powers, and since they're praised as gods. Sometimes it's hard to translate on film because they're just so damn powerful. 
I, I think that I think that when you're writing for DC characters, you have to somehow find a way to include an element of humanity. Mm. And outside of Batman and the Flash, sometimes right. that's really tough. Yeah. Um, because here you have you have Wonder Woman who is gifted by the gods. Right. Everything she you know she she is she is essentially uh, just a uh, a modern day Greek myth. Yep. You know, uh, sculpted in clay, given life by Zeus. Yes. You know, even though she had to earn the other things that you know the dressings and trappings of what will become Wonder Woman. She is essentially a demigod, Absolutely. and she actually became the goddess of truth at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, Superman, as powerful as 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 almost any any demigod or god. Um, so, and and you know, Green Lantern too. There's not much his imagination can accomplish. Even right. though I do dig the concept of Green Lantern, I always have. It's, it's why I read the book. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be able to add an element of humanity into these characters and I think that sometimes is the hard part to translate to film outside of Batman because he's a regular guy. Well, he's a regular guy and that he he comes from a place of pain. Of course, right. right. Um what well, they all come from tragedy of some sort cuz that's yeah, just how it that's Batman how it works. Is more but psychological Bat- well, he experienced it firsthand. Yeah. Uh Superman his planet and people were blown up, but he didn't know until he got older. Like he had right. It wasn't like a experience that right. he could play back in his memory. To be to be honest, is I would say it was actually rougher for Supergirl who knew what was going yeah. on. Yeah. She understood like me getting sent off this planet. I'm losing my family. Yeah, everything. I'm losing my heritage. Yeah, Clark did not have that. Right. You know, he didn't know his name was Kal-El until later. Until, until he discovered. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. his, everything his about whatnots. his yeah, his whatnots. <laughs> Whereas, you know, Kara was like, I know who I am. Yeah. I I was almost an adult when everything happened. And that's not to say that the DC heroes haven't experienced some tragedy in their stories. I mean, there obviously had to some things had to happen. But I think when you compare them to the Marvel characters, all the Marvel characters start off with some sort of flaw. Oh, some yeah. sort of flaw that yeah. immediately kind of draws you like say, hey. That guy's like me. You, even if it's like a human, like alcoholism or Al- we had alcoholism. Yeah, you you know, had uh, Peter Parker was poor and, right. and being Spider Man was like yeah. taxing on his yeah. pockets. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, e- even even with Captain America, a man out of time, a man who had to had to be forced into modern society. But right. even before that, he was just a scrawny guy that wanted to that wanted to join the army. Yeah, and that was yeah. kind of like his whole thing that I. I want to do something. And he want to do something. He yeah, want to put in his two cents. Right. He want to, you know, he want to fight for a just cause. So but enough of them. Yeah, but when we stick, when we flip, we stick to DC. yeah, we got to stick to DC. Come so on. when we flip to DC, <laughs> um, while it, when you look at like a uh, uh, Flash's origin, well, yes, his his pops died when he was a kid, mm-hmm. but he still, I mean, his mom's died. Sorry, not his pops. His mom's died. Pops uh, was semi involved somehow. Uh. He grew. He still had a a decent childhood. Went to college. Became a respected police forensic scientist. Lightning hits chemicals. Bam! You get super speed. Everyday thing. <laughs> it's like you know, everyday thing. It's like everyday you know, thing. You know, Green, Lan- Green Lantern though. He kind of started off with no flaws. He was just a, a test pilot. Right. Got an alien ring that could do do whatever he want, and so so on and so forth. So I do feel like but there's the power a struggle. Skill set is just so high. It's, it's massive. So you need like big things. You need like a you, Thanos every day. 
You need a doomsday every day. You the, need a dark side every day. Yeah, with, with the Justice League, it's got to be all high level. You know one of my favorite Superman um, villains is Mixoplex. Ah, Mr. Mr. Mixoplex. Because he's just a it's, troublemaker. Yeah, he's a troublemaker, but you play with his mind. You know yeah. what I mean? He's like, oh, you can't. You can't fly today. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Superman on the bus. But yeah, I, I, I think that in order for people to, to really embrace DC characters, they have to add a element of humanity to them, and we don't get that. So when we look at how they translate from comics to film outside of Batman, it is a, it is rough. Now, I give them so major So let's get props. into it because, all right, um, we have all of these Superman movies from Christopher Reeves on down to Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Were those Superman movies like? Oh, the Superman um, one and two, de- definitely. Okay. Superman one and two, definitely. Um, as as cliche as the trappings of Superman one are, you know, like you know, uh, real estate guy or Lex Luthor, uh, just kind of wants to have uh, what was beachfront property, I believe, was the uh, what was his was his motivation? <laughs> was like, like he wants to flood the world. So he can have beachfront property to then sell. Like that's the worst motivation to kill a million people yeah, I've ever <laughs> I've ever heard. But however, nah. <laughs> but it was typical. But then Superman two up the ante with the three Kryptonians with General right. Zod and uh, and, and Ursa and Knock. Um, Killed them with a triangle. Well, he trapped them in the Phantom Zone. The but I I still don't understand Shut the cellophane the S that that he threw off of his chest. Yeah, the yeah, cellophane yeah. S was I, what. Like what? What was that? Well, did he always have that? Did that was all- the one and only. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what was in that suit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what was in that he suit? He just threw it off, and that was it. Saran wrap. But uh, much respect for Christopher Reeves, for I actually believe capturing the true essence of Superman. He and there you go. he was great as Clark mm-hmm. and great as Superman. Okay. And to all me, right. that that's the hard. To me, for anyone who gets that role, that's the hard part to be. To, to be a convincing Clark and a convincing Superman. So what happened to these movies? They started to decline after Superman 2. Well, they, they fell into the trappings of what I would call Richard the trappings Pryor of time. Uh, Richard Pryor was hot at the moment, so yeah. they were like, hey, let's get the hottest comedian right, in, right, on the globe right. in here. It, but it, it didn't, wor- it didn't work. Well. And then with the quest for peace, that was like, you know, the 80s nuclear fears and all that stuff. And they're like, let's do Superman disarms all nukes across the world and then we got no more superman movies and after that we get the uh we get the first tim burton batman right which just turned uh, 30 right wait 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 what about adam west batman oh well that's ooh, proper proper yeah that was that was great uh bam biff well with with that you get kicked off yeah, I mean, that was superheroes on TV. He was definitely campy, but it was also like a good camp. Like, I was one of those people that was kind of like, I recognize how cornball this is. You know what it is. But I tuned in yeah. every when, when, yeah. whenever I saw it on. I'm like, oh, they're showing Batman, uh, Adam West Batman. I'm watching it. I mean, that was one of the things where I remember when I was young, my mom was a big fan of that show. So I was watching this on behalf of her. You know what I mean? It's just like reruns that she watching. I'm getting tuned into Batman. Like, oh my God, this is so corny. But it's kind of cool. Like, they in here boxing. They are throwing hands in this show. They are boxing to get it in. So, uh, 
I, yeah, I, I used bats. to love it when it would say like Sako. Like what is yeah, Sako? What's a what, Sako? What, what punch is Sako? <laughs> Wait, that must hurt. <laughs> right. Like, what, what, what punch is Sako? And you know, Batman had his trusty utility belt in any situation he had. Oh, here come a buzzsaw, Batman. What are we going to do? Holy, cut me in half, Batman. And I have an anti-buzzsaw spray, spray <laughs> in my utility belt. And, you know, you get busy. I, I used to wonder how he would pull out the whole cans of things <laughs> from the little capsules. That was always my thing. Like, where did he get the big can of bug repellent? That just didn't seem plausible. Even even to my Bats. child imagination, I was like, <laughs> how did he do that? How, that's amazing. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it's fun. That was fun. That was that that, that show that show was pure fun. I like it. I, I Batman. I, that Batman was in Scooby Doo as well. Yeah, yeah. They, he did do a Scooby Doo team up. I always mm. liking that one to Batman Brave and the Bold, where it's like just a love letter to the '60s era, yeah. like the Silver Age of comics. Yeah. Um, because what a lot of people don't realize that before the '80s. Um, actually, uh, actually, Batman probably got a little more serious in the '70s, but before that. Silver Age Batman stories were complete flights of fancy. Like it, it was the, it was he would go on the strangest adventures in space, wow. strangest adventures in like random caves and stuff. It was just crazy. I got two words for you, or one hyphenated word: Batmite. Yes, Batmite, which is the bat equivalent to Mister Mixoplex, Mixo interdimensional really? imp yeah. who just came. To mess with Batman. Batman. Yep. Dressed up in a tiny imp bat pajama suit. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. And even got popular enough to be featured on the New Adventures of Batman cartoon in the late 70s. Wow. It was it was Batmite, Robin, and Batgirl as Batman sidekick. Wow. And that was and actually Adam West was doing the voice, the cartoon voice of Batman <laughs> nice. at that time. But yeah, a lot of people don't realize that character that, never like translated into other uh darker batman no they actually uh not uh, yet not yet uh, i think there was a slight mention during grant morrison's run because grant morrison also brought back the batman the concept of the batman of planet x he brought that because he had batman do some weird post-hypnotic state on himself mm. and he was running around like i am zur and r so like but that's that's the old Batman story where he met the Batman of Planet X, who was uh, had superhuman powers. You want to tell the people what Planet Planet X is? I have no you, Planet X. According to both DC Comics, Godzilla, Marvel Comics, and sci-fi in general, Planet X is any planet that you don't name. <laughs> <laughs> and I think right here you're kind of zeroing in on one of the disconnects between the DC universe and the Marvel universe. Is for the Marvel universe. When things go cosmic, when you go to space or you deal with gods, it is a massive, game-changing, yeah. what-the-hell moment. Yeah. In D.C., like you were saying, it's an everyday thing. Yeah. Like, you yeah. have to have uh, Thanos. You have to have uh, Doomsday. You have to have uh, Darkseid in yeah. order to challenge superheroes of that caliber batman being the one exception yeah because superman he's really fully human just really rich yeah superman, <laughs> superman fighting bank robbers and stuff is monot it's like dude nah it's, it's no it, challenge it's nothing there's no all. challenge like there. this is easy work light work <laughs> yeah very light work and, and so when you see batman he get grimy you know this 
he fighting a bunch of bank robbers. This is practice for one. <laughs> and for two, you know, this he's human. He's streets. He's he's more ground level. And um well, see, but he, he's the like he's the that only attraction. He's so that ground level that goes on all levels though. Like he, he like he starts in the streets, but then he seems perfectly okay when you drop him on Apocalypse by himself and say and he's just like because yeah he's crazy and he's a thinker he is crazy and he is a thinker and this is this this is true but once again like because Scott, let's get into Batman he could outthink the entire Justice League he can he can on a good day on a good day on a on a good day on a very good on a good day, day. He, he has a he uh what a lot of people I don't think realize is that actually Batman has a lot of respect for Barry Allen the Flash like like he has respect for Wally West too. But he had a huge respect for Barry Allen because Barry Allen thought thinks in a methodical way, like Bruce does. Okay. So with, the, with like, and if you if you uh, if you have read Flashpoint or even seen the animated Flashpoint, yes, you know that you see who who does Barry go to? Who is the first person he yeah. looks for when he realizes that things are off? Bruce. He's at Bruce. <laughs> like Bruce has Bruce. got to know what's going on. <laughs> Another one. Um, this was like shocking to the rest of the heroes in the DC universe when it came out that Batman had a file on every one of them and a contingency That's plan yes. as to how to take That's every exactly one of them down should they go wrong. Yes, and mm-hmm. no, of course he does. He's Batman. He is the most methodical thinker in the planet. He yes. thinks through every possible contingency. Yep. And that, okay, if I can just yeah, yeah, go yeah, one go more. No, All right, so the pr- another disconnect between DC and Marvel DC, these are, as you said, godlike heroes who are faking being human. And even though Batman, yeah, he started as Bruce Wayne, eventually oh, he just goes God, full him. Batman. Get and him. he is faking being Bruce Wayne get him. as just a cover. <laughs> yes, yes. Superman, he is. Clark Kent. Well, is Kinda. he? Kinda. Oh, he's Kyle. I don't he's think Kal-El he's because if if he was Kalel, I, I, the the logic and science of Krypton would well, he would do more with that. Uh, he's not he he was a Kryptonian raised as a human. All right, so he is of both worlds. Yeah, he's a. I think he's more of both. But worlds. he accepted Wonder Woman. She is a god faking being a human. Yes, Marvel. They are humans muddling their way through being heroes. Yeah, they make it's a lot of mistakes. A lot of mistakes. It's kind of their thing. And that's what made Human Marvel error. so big in the 60s Human. is that teenage angst in all of the characters, yeah. even when they weren't teens. The Fantastic Four, that was like family infighting, man. Oh, yeah, the the uh, the thing hated Reed Richards for a long time. Long, right. That was, that, that was like a major point of tension in that book was uh, Reed not being able to cure him. That was, that was huge but in see, that book. See, that's the basis of human error. Sometimes human error made these um, characters who they are. And um, that's why it's the verses on DC where they're gifted. They're born this way, you know, and they're just here. Or, or when they get the powers, they, they immediately just kind of know th- what to do. Yeah. The, um, the powers are bestowed on them. Yeah. Right. Whether yeah. by birth, by right, by aliens saying, hey, have a ring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why, thank you. Yeah, I think, I think Barry is the only true accident of them cyborg. all. Huh? 
Oh, and Cyborg. Cy- Cyborg is definitely is, is definitely Cyborg gets get slept on. They don't make villains for Cyborg. They don't do anything. Well, I mean, he, he was a he was start he was a Teen Titan to start with. He was created for the Teen Titans. And the that, 80s that was his, reboot. The eighties reboot of the Teen Titans yeah. is is what Cyborg was created for. Cyborg's popularity boosted um once once he actually got in the league proper in the books. And then he got his own solo book and so on and so forth. And his solo book, I read the first two volumes of it. It's not bad, but it's it's um it's, it was just one of those things. I was just kind of like, this was cool. This was a good sci-fi story. This was a good cyborg story. But I'm not like raging about DC cyborg. has a lot of gems where um no one is picking up and you translating into film. So we get into Batman. It's Tim Burton Batman. Now we busting chops. Michael Keaton does a Batman does a fantastic job. Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Jack Nicholson is just crazy. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Chinatown? Right, right, right. (laughs) So when he's cast as the Joker, is a perfect fit during that time. Yeah. So um, this is a big movie. Prince on the soundtrack. Tim Burton. You know, he capturing Gotham City. Batmobile was a big thing. They actually shot some scenes in Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's a big deal. Pretty much Chicago's Gotham City, by the way. Yeah, Chicago's <laughs> been Gotham a couple ah, times I'll now. I'll take that. You know what I mean? But, um, you know, successful movie. Um, pretty dope. The, and then of the sequel, Batman Forever, was, was for me, was okay. Like, a lot of people love it, love it. I was just okay with it. I actually um, liked it because, um, Michelle, I think it's the casting. Which, Batman Returns? Yeah, Batman Returns. With, yeah. Oh, Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, yes, for, yes, Forever yeah. was Val Kilmer. Yeah, 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 sorry. Yeah, I don't like that thing. one. I don't like that one at yeah, all. But Batman, Batman Returns, returns yes. with Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman. Danny DeVito as the pink one. That was perfect. Great. That was per- he great. was a great pink one. He was yeah. a he was a great great Oswald Cobblepot. Christopher Walken did, yes. did a good job. Yeah. Um I thought it was a, I thought it was a good movie when I I, lo- I loved it when I was a kid, but when I went back and watched it as an adult, I was just kind of okay with it. Not it's still not bad. I was just kind of like I wasn't as excited. The excitement had had faded for me at that point. It was a classic sequel, superhero sequel, yeah. where if you had one good villain in the first movie, you had to have two good villains in the second movie, mm-hmm. and it's always overstuffed. Yeah, what? And especially because it was two good villains plus, hey, here's Christopher Walken. You guys like Christopher Walken, right? right. He's weird, creepy, <laughs> menacing. It's just too much trying to do too much. Moving on. What else does Batman franchise? It has ups and downs. Well, there were ups and then there were downs. <laughs> there were there were, there were there were definitive ups, definitive downs. So Batman, Batman Returns, ups. Right. Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Yikes! Yeah. <laughs> oh no. So, so out we go with the Batman franchise. No yeah. one's trusting it. And then, nobody's really. And then it's de- then essentially superhero movies are dead until the X Men film comes around. There you go. I mean, there were other smaller films that that you you could that that were fodder out there. The Phantom, The Shadow. Mm. You know. Do I have to remind you guys of Blade? No. The Blade trilogy. B- the Blade, I'm sorry, Blade. Blade. <laughs> I'm sorry. Blade was the next was the next superhero movie in that. But then when we when we go to DC, there was Bat. There was Batman and Robin, and then there was silence. Silence until uh, until Christopher Nolan. Until Christopher Nolan. Batman Begins is one of the best. They do not need to do another Batman origin story because I too think late. 
Too late. Robert Pattinson's Batman is is an origin story. I don't know. I don't know about that. They've already said so. They're doing an origin story, so they're continuing. I thought it was just a mystery. Nah, they're gonna. I mean, they're gonna show the whole. Like he's gonna how he become Batman. Yeah, they're gonna show it. Why he just just hop in the Batmobile? We already know this. That's what I'm saying. Batman Begins is a great intro. But you learn everything, like the training, going to jail, all this stuff he was doing on purpose. Yeah, but see, none of that counts anymore. That's not canon. I don't care what's this, canon. It makes sense. Like, it you may, don't, you want to make the movie over again? They, I mean, people going to redo this. or And that's the problem we're having. We don't have to do another Captain America first Avenger. Well, we're, we're, we probably won't get another cap for about 10 years exactly anyway. Mundo. So it won't matter by then. But the on, so far, what the only... We don't need to do another Batman origin story but the, at all. Yeah. And you're doing a Joker so-called non-canon what, origin story. Well, see, here's the thing. The DC, the, the DC cinematic universe is now split into three alternative universes. The one that has the Joker. No the one that has Wonder Woman and Aquaman. And then the one that has Batman. Robert Pattinson's Batman is separate from Aquaman and Wonder Woman. Doesn't uh. exist in the same universe. Also does not exist in the same universe as the Joker. Now, the Joker is like an Elseworlds one-shot, self-contained thing. Unless it's not as successful. Uh. All right, so let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, so now we have Christopher Nolan, Batman Begins, um, Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. Two great Classics. films. Two greats. Classics. Two greats. Classics. And then um, what was the third one called again? I, I, Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. With uh, Tom Hardy as Ben. He was the Swedish chef. <laughs> was he? He was the That's Swedish what you took chef. From that? <laughs> you were merely you adopted the darkness. I was born to it. He had a, he had a little more to him than uh. Blow up blow up football stadium. Yes. But yes, I mean even even that was not the worst Batman film I've seen. So I I it wasn't a good Batman. No, it, it was a good movie, but bad Batman. It was a letdown from what we had gotten previously. Yeah, um, but within that, we got at some point we got Man of we no we skipped over Superman Returns. Brandon Roush as Superman. Nice. Nice. I bl- I don't blame Brandon Roush for anything in that movie. They gave him nothing to do but fly around. So this is goes to my point. When you have an overpowered superhero, what do you do with this character? So now you have Batman in this world, and he's got everything popping. You could put two and three villains in there. You could um have him find a whole room and all this and personal tragedy when he's Bruce Wayne and still the rich of life, you know, lifestyle that he has. Where's these layers for Clark well, Kent for, and Superman? For for Superman Returns, I don't blame the character of Superman for that. I blame uh, X Men director Brian Singer who directed it um, because he gave Superman nothing to do. So he you- did everything in Superman. Ret- Superman Returns is watching a better, uh, all, uh, a almost better in terms of like the way it looks version of Superman One. Because everything was almost the same. He fought Lex Luthor, who was making a land grab. He saved a plane. He didn't do anything different than he did in the in the first Christopher Reeve Superman. Outside of the, we got the cool shot of the bullet deflating on his eye. Yeah. That was like the coolest thing. They gave Brandon Roush nothing to do in that movie, and I I've always defended his role in that movie because he had no say in the script. He had no say in the cuts. He took the role. He looked the part. I thought he was a great Clark Kent 
or potentially great Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it was uh, they gave him nothing to do. Like no, I felt like Superman Returns should have maybe Zod should have returned with him. The little little Kryptonian fight. I think that would have happens all the time. I think that would have uh, let me ask been you a bigger. question: Is Superman born? Not to not to me. But he can be. I think people write. I think there are people who write him. But I don't think the character is boring. I think some people who don't know how to handle him give him boring stories. I think he's borderline boring. That's always been my well, issue with I, this guy. Yeah. Well, we, like I said before, I think he's too powerful. I think he's perfect, and you know, it's it's boring. It's not a story I want to engage to if you're not showing me. And you're an alien. You know what I mean? And you're not really con- connecting with that. So it's like. Well, I don't care that you're a news reporter. I, I think the I think I the excitement I think the excitement that takes place in Superman comes from comes from the situations that he gets put in, and I think it's a it's, ah, it's a challenge. Win. But the, it's the challenge <laughs> of the writers, though. See this? I see the I I can't fault the character because the character is just a create that is just a concept. I can't fault the character. At that point. It's the writers. The writers. It's the writers' job to make the character interesting to the people. Okay. So, so moving on to Man of Steel. Ooh, we have a new Superman, Henry Cavill. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I, I like this Superman. I think he's pretty dope. I was. I was definitely kind of okay. a little edgy. I was. I was definitely okay with the casting. Um, I was actually okay with Man of Steel up until breaking Zod's neck. Why so? Um, because Superman, for his in for his entire existence, um, as a character, has mostly been a no, no, not to kill on purpose, no intentional kill. Superman is the guy that always found an alternative. <laughs> well, he let his father die in that movie too, right? Uh, he, he was father. He was trying to listen to what his father was telling him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, but. Yeah. Still, he let his father die too. So and, um, he he he's always been. How written. would he contain Zod? The Phantom Zone, the the portal was open at that time. He could have he, he could have his chest. Hmm? Did he throw the trapezoid off his chest? No, nah, he broke his neck. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, but he could have flown him up there and thrown him in because he had him at a disadvantage, and also that then also that would have put him in danger and would have made it more interesting to see how he put Zod in the Phantom Zone without going in himself. That's what the comics normally present is him finding a way to win without without mur- without murdering anybody. Okay. Now That's we're about to move struggle. on into more DC, but I want to put this little hint in. Now we're entering the realm where I call them the suits get involved into the creativity. Because from Man of Steel, we're moving on to Batman versus Superman. Oh. Don of Busted. <laughs> now, it's busted because... Because it was badly written. It was the original, poorly paced. This is a rumor, but the original um, Zack Snyder, he was uh, actually writing a script for Man of Steel 2. But the suits insisted on adding Batman. And because you got to remember the climate now. Now we're in Marvel and Captain America Civil War is about to pop. And... Word around the campfire is that this is a pretty piece, pretty big piece that's going to go on in this movie. So now competition is looking like, yo, let's let's put together some type of thing. To and they failed yeah. horribly. They so failed. instead of doing a Mar- uh, Man of Steel 2, 
they decided to do a Batman versus Superman where they put a clusterfuck of Superman, Batman, these worlds colliding and very bad editing. <laughs> but the I best think thing there's, about a, Batman there's a backstory. There's a backstory because like Zack Snyder was also like developing this into another mo- two movies, but things got messed up in translation. So certain things that happened in this movie, we supposed to had a final like cycle with a so-called Justice League two, but we never got to that moment. So back Thankfully. to Batman versus Superman. This is a travesty. It's a it's that, <laughs> travesty mockery. Yeah. The oh man, whatever yeah. that was. Yes, that <laughs> travesty mockery. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right, so uh, <laughs> where do we start, guys? The only redeem there's one redeeming quality about Batman versus Superman, and that's Wonder Woman. That is the okay. best part of that movie. Truth. Every, everything, every time when she made her from her uh, appearance in civilian clothes to her coming in and and just kicking ass on Doomsday, she was the best thing about that movie. So they had Superman confused. They had uh, Batman having these weird dreams. And, uh, hey, I like that warehouse fight scene. Uh, so there were some remind me of the Batman. There, there were some action scenes he, he that was, were... He was really grimy. He, he, was, he, was, he was, but grimy. see, but here's the other thing where I, they had Batman killing up people like he was Frank Castle. He, and that's not Batman either. Batman actually will go further than Superman to prevent loss of life. Of course, because he's a human. So, <laughs> so I'm just so I'm saying Amongst so gods. so when once he once I started realizing that the Batmobile shot missiles into that truck and blew, I was like he just murdered all those people <laughs> like that's murder that that's not what Batman does Batman is not a murderer so this is a darker movie so this is what people are saying and this is the suits is rattling in their chairs because they're trying to get this right quote unquote I'm moving my fingers in the quotation things so. Now, thanks for the narration. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> the people who's not seeing me talk. But anyway, <laughs> so they move on to Batman versus Superman was horrible. They messed up a whole thing of like the Return of the Dark Knight. Um, they took the the retiring stories of both of these characters and put it in there. They threw in Doomsday. Bat- the death of Superman is a movie ticket by itself. And you got to, like, have us feel this Superman. Like, I don't want to compare Iron Man death. I mean, you know, you're going to see it, and you've known this character for several years doing this. We haven't had this experience with Superman yet. So you're going to give us Doomsday. Like, after Man is Steel, all right, boom, he's fighting Batman, and then Doomsday and Justice League is all introduced as well. It's a it's a cluster. It, well, it was rushed <laughs> because they were they they were trying to keep pace with something they they could not. They they were trying to keep pace with a juggernaut that had already happened with Marvel and they couldn't. But I would be remiss in my in my fandom to 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 not to not throw this out there on DC's behalf. They absolutely own the animated. Oh yeah, TV show and that. animated I movie give, world. Yeah, we we can now give that. now yeah. when yeah, now that's see true. that that that's the flip. Like yeah, that is for, so true for every DC movie from missed the Batman that, animated series. Really. Yeah, from the Batman animated series, Superman animated yeah. series, Batman the Beyond, Justice League, Static Shock, yeah. Justice League, yeah. Justice League yeah. Unlimited, yeah. Yeah. Young yeah. Justice, yeah. Young Justice Outsiders. 
all of that Even stuff. Even Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Some Titans. people argue that Teen Titans is, you know, is more adult in the comic than the cartoon. It is more adult in the comic than the cartoon, but the, the Teen Titans that preceded Teen Titans Go was a very well-written and very kind of... Like, for, for every little anime chibi they threw in, there was yeah. like a moment of true character growth and introspection and like, wow, Word, yeah. that happened. Yeah. And there... That shows uh, retelling of um, of the Judas contract was great mm. because they brought in Tara, they brought they 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 brought in the heartbreak, they brought in like how how far Slade will go to get his way. Yeah, that was a really really good section for that show, and they only outdid it recently in the Judas contract animated film, mm. which was really good, mm. so solid. Like, and yeah. if you I, I recommend it. If you haven't seen the Teen Titans Judas Contract, it is a great look. It's a great ninety minutes of your time. You won't be disappointed. In the months, other animated features from War, Flashpoint. Um, oh, ju- and ju- we just mentioned it, like the death of Superman, death and then the Superman. reign of the Superman. Yeah. They did that, yeah. and they did it good. Yeah. Yeah. They did it. They did it very well. So, the uh, Killing yeah. Joke was trash. Okay, the Killing Joke was trash. I was done the Killing Joke once they had Batgirl have sex with Batman. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, was yeah. done. Yeah. <laughs> I was done because it it to me it cheapened it cheapened Batgirl. It also cheapened. It cheapened everything. It cheapened the whole thing. It got dirty. <laughs> because if you if you take out the Batgirl sex scene with with Bruce, it's almost shot for shot the Killing Joke. Almost. True. True. But that sets a weird tone. Yeah, it did. That set a really weird yeah, tone. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, are they really going like, like they they show you that she's crushing on him. Right. I'm like, well, maybe they're just doing that as like, we needed some filler. Yeah, Let's have Bad yeah, Girl have like this crush on crush him. Crush banter. But, <laughs> but then what should it, what it would normally be in comics, him and him and Catwoman on a rooftop. Right. Yeah. But doing that. Yeah, getting on. It was yes. bad. And it got like, I. It felt really like I, it happened, and I was like, I feel a little wrong for, for, for having witnessed that. Like I felt a little wrong. Like poor, poor baby. Right. I'm like, I'm like, that's weird. That's, yeah. that's, that's that's those characters never have had that dynamic, and so to force it in on such a big story, yeah, was kind of. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. We will start. Yeah. <laughs> we will bring it back. Yeah, we will bring it back. So, yeah. So, uh, but other than that, I mean, the animations is dope. So, uh, now we're at a point where cinematically Justice League come out. And um, they're trying to follow up this Batman versus Superman fiasco. Uh, to me, they if they already had a great Flash and Grant Gustin on the TV show. I didn't need this oh, other yeah. guy. Um, and also big ups to them for their TV shows being long lasting and, and, and sometimes, sometimes like okay Black to Lightning? I have only seen season one of Black Lightning and I, I don't know how to, f- I, I really didn't know how to feel about the end. I feel it, des- I feel it deserves a rewatch for, for me because I, I think I missed some story beats, but I, I, like I was just kind of okay with it. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of okay with most of their, most of their TV shows. Legends they are entertaining. Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. That's a guilty pleasure for me really? because it taps into it taps into weird parts of the DC universe and bunch of C list characters. Oh. And to me, DC gets better 
the lower the tiers go on their characters, the stories sometimes get a lot better. Because okay. these the, because their characters they're like, well, who cares about Mr. Terrific? Nobody really. No. So we can get we can write a really good Mr. Terrific story that no one will ever read. Okay. And that happens because with DC, the the icons get all the attention and then books that feature the icons get secondary attention and then after that it becomes all the niche characters. Okay. So you like like you have to like like Raven when she, when her solo book comes out because otherwise you wouldn't check for it. You have Facts. to like like you have to Facts. like these other smaller DC characters. Facts. And I will say this, DC rolls the dice on a lot more unknown characters than Marvel does. I will give them that. Like Sometimes I'll go to the DC section uh, of of the comic shop, and I'm like, I don't know who any of these people are, but this cover looks great. I'll thumb right. through it, and I'm like, I like, hey, Metamorpho's doing things this month. <laughs> I will read about Metamorpho, the Element Man. All right. So what about Doom Patrol? Uh, which uh, which version of Doom? So many. This TV show. The TV show was. I I felt it was good. Brandon yeah, Fraser. Was good too. Brandon Fraser, man, yeah. as Cliff Steele yeah, won me that over. That was dope. Yeah, he, he that was won dope. me over. <laughs> I, I liked all the characters really. They yeah, was, they were. It was, it was different. A real, but and see, but see, that's the that's the essence of Doom Patrol is has been weird from the start. Mm. They've always been weird. Grant Morrison made them weirder. And I know I've mentioned Grant Morrison a lot on this. He's one of my favorite writers. He's written for both companies, both sides of the fence, and he always brings like all the big ideas, sometimes too big. Mm. Uh, my, my normal issue with Grant Morrison is that once he writes something, it's hard for another writer to come after him uh. because it's like it's either going to be a complete departure or it'll be someone trying to emulate what he did unsuccessfully. Mm, yeah. Grant Morrison is the king of taking the obscure character that no one has thought about for 20 or 30 years making a book all about them and changing everything you know about them, but while still keeping the basic elements of the character, keeping the origin of the character true to its origins. Mm. Uh, He also is the king of total reality inverting complete mindfuck. Where did this idea come from? And we're in Mm. what dimension now? And everything's different. Like he is the king of the total mind warp. And, And what a lot of people don't realize, Grant Morrison more than Frank Miller, more than a few other writers, are responsible, is responsible for Batman being the badass that he is known as today. Thanks, because when you Because when you go to his first Justice League story, the first thing he establishes in this, in this by the by time you get to the meat of it, is that Batman knows everything, can do no wrong, and even had, he even had Superman, uh, Admit that the most dangerous member of the Justice League is Batman. <laughs> also, he is one of the greatest yeah. fighters on the planet. He is yes. one of the greatest yes. fighters on the planet. Yes. Um, so it revolves back to Batman. Batman is DC centralized. He, he's the he. When you think Detective of Detective Comics, DC, DC Detective Comics. But when you think of of the icons of DC, you get the big three. You get Bats, Supes, Wonder Woman. Right. Those those are your three. Then with Flash, so where do Aquaman stand? That that, see, if if those three are the, I would I can't even say they're A list. They are they are the, the beyond that. They are beyond the A list. So when you get to A list DC heroes, is is then Aquaman, Flash, Green Lantern. Uh, so I would say Cyborg these days is A list. 
Unfortunately, no, nah, because you just said he was made well. well I say these days. I'm talking about these days because okay, he's okay. he's a central feature of the Justice League. Now he's actually um, that's the, confusing. He's because actually you said he was created for Teen Titans, but now he's a central part of Justice. He League. got promoted. He Wasn't got promoted. it Grant Morrison who promoted him to the Justice League? He got put in during um, the guy who wrote Identity Crisis. He he brought Cyborg to the league. He was a novelist. And uh, he turned novelist turned comic book writer. I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, Identity Crisis was written by Brad Meltzer. Brad Meltzer. There you go. Yeah, I believe Brad Meltzer, when he wrote Justice League, he was the person responsible for uh, elevating Cyborg to the to the Justice League. All right. So what was so all of these stories, all of this stuff going on. When we go to this Justice League movie, what was the major problem? I didn't like this movie. Everything. At all. Everything. What was the major problem? Everything except Wonder Woman. Because once again, she was the best thing about Justice League. She was the best thing. I guess, yeah. The list of what's good about Justice League is a way shorter list. Yeah. (laughs) Way shorter. Um, Here are the good things about it. Uh, The music was okay. Uh, Wonder Woman and the end credits. So Superman dies. They uh, <laughs> they they have they have Flash and and Cyborg dig him out the grave. I guess this is the um, Clark Kent version of Superman. And um, but all right, so there's stories where if Zack didn't depart from this movie, he would have had Superman revive in a black costume. There's actually footage, there's actual footage of Superman in a black costume fighting Dark, um, not Dark Side, but what's his name? Uncle, uh... Yeah, Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf, Uncle Bro. Steppenwolf. Um, he was a horrible villain. <clears throat> um, what else? Like, why Why should we have cared about the villains? In, there was no reason to even care about the villains in Justice League. The Zack Snyder was setting this up for them to fight Dark Side. Dark Side's supposed to have been in the movie. Um, a lot of things where they was going to go to space to fight Dark Side. They was going to lose fighting him. And um, they will have and to go part to two go. Yeah, and part two goes, and then they go to space and fight him. Well, I'm glad none of that happened. Well, why? I'm very happy none of that happened. Why is that? Because, A, that Justice League cast outside, okay, I, I was I was oh I was semi okay with Affleck as Batman. I I was kind of like all right he's he's he was old man Batman. You know that, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman <laughs> was great. Jason Momoa was Aquaman. Great casting. Um, I, I no, I think Jason Momoa would be a better uh, Lobo. He would have been a better Lobo, but it, we got. I didn't like him as Aquaman. We, we Aquaman's got him as Aquaman. cool like that. Is he like doom doom doom? You know he kind of yeah. I know Aquaman gets riding. a Aquaman gets a bad rap. In this world, I'm an Aquaman fan. Yeah. Aquaman gets a you bad rap. Decades of Aquaman jokes based on the Aquaman from the 1970s Super Friends did the Aquaman character a huge injustice. But in the 90s and 2000s, Aquaman was a legit warrior badass. Yeah, he was. Yeah, maybe yeah. not quite so broy as Jason Momoa, but he gets people, man. he gets his arm cut off. He's walking he, around he with was, a spear. For he was an arm. he was surly. What can he do? What can he do? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, the jokes, they always like controlling fish. Well, I mean, he can do that. That's, that's one. <laughs> when that's, it comes to land, what can he do? Uh, well, you know, from years of being uh, living underwater, that pressure, he has like strength equivalent to Spider-Man. He can like lift press 10 tons. He's almost bulletproof. Okay. He is actually a he's actually one of the uh, more gifted 
hand-to-hand combatants. He gives Wonder Woman a run for her money in hand-to-hand combat. Mm-hmm. They actually, in the books, they spar together. Mm-hmm. So he is, a, and not to mention that, he can use his telepathic powers on humans not to control them, but to shut down parts of their brain. Oh, that's cool. So he could paralyze people? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I will whoop his ass if he paralyzed me. But you okay. you you wouldn't be able to whoop <laughs> anything. Aquaman, man, you ain't doing shit to me, punk. I would love to see him smack you and see you go flying across the <laughs> room. I, I'd help you with your medical bills after that. You know, wise guys off the show, his jaw shattered from from fighting Aquaman. Please donate to the GoFundMe <laughs> for causes Aquaman induced injury. Right. Hey man, I'm from the streets. Anyway. <laughs> But so Aquaman successful. It, Aquaman fi- it was financially successful, successful and I guess it's gonna it's gonna warrant a sequel. I finally w- got around to watching it because I was not that sold on it, um, and it was it was exactly what I got, um, and I was okay with that. Wonder Woman was great though. Yeah. Wonder what who whoever's writing Wonder Woman just hand them the helms of the rest of it because they they obviously get got a grip on the character. They got a grip on the character. They got a grip on action and pacing. While there are like subtle things in the Wonder Woman movie that it, like you could probably pick apart. Overall, it was a great ride, and Gal Gadot has won me over yeah, she, as Wonder good. Woman. She's, she's I was not woman. sold on her at first, but now I'm 100 percent in. Yeah, she's nice. Nice. I'm 100 percent in. Yeah. Um, and we 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 so ha- Wonder Woman 1985. I'm I'm ready for that. Uh, I think they cast someone. I I think the casting of Doctor Minerva, aka Cheetah, was great. Yeah. I know Kirsten Wig is a comedic actress, but she she can pull off that mousy archaeologist thing. And then I w- I I can't wait to see how they CGI her up for Cheetah. Yeah. So I I'm I'm excited for that. I, okay. I think that's gonna be. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited for the Joker film because I just think uh, Jaquan Phoenix is just a tremendous actor. Mm-hmm. And so I'm interested in his and take. And it's rated R. And it's rated R. Yeah. And so. Fuck you, late. So I'm, I'm excited. Shazam. I'm excited to see about Shazam. Shazam was good. I watched Shazam. It was good. Shazam and, was really good. Yeah, Shazam actually is one of the few heroes that actually is uh, in t- is in the same universe as Aquaman and Wonder Woman in this DC universe. So I think they captured the whole Superman abilities and... um. Some of the fighting stuff, they put a little twist to it, a com- comedic twist, but more practical sense with it. Um, I think it's one of the best. You know, you watch one of these movies, you feel like you're in the DC universe, and it feels good. So that you know. Shazam was actually was 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 actually a good film. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I'm just going to I give that one credit, man. Y'all don't J- give nothing. I gave Shazam <laughs> credit. I I as a as a as a as a life as a lifelong fan of comics. I, I come down on DC a little harder because I feel like they could do better. I feel I feel you. I, I feel I like feel Warner, I want both brands to be I, successful. I, I feel like Warner Brothers <laughs> has had the Warner Brothers didn't have to license these out to anyone to get them right. made. They have owned these properties right. for years. Right. The fact I that agree. we haven't had more is what bothers me, and yeah. the fact that we haven't had a high deg- a high quality uh, a group of high quality films is what bothers me from from this because uh, I agree. Because I can dig, I can I can go to my so house right now and pull out anything. Suits, it's the suits that was interfering with this, and so, I mean, the suits how you do the animation right? Because Suicide Squad was also kind of crash. Yeah, that's true. That's true. 
because the an, the animation does the animation is less money there's less money less risk involved if if i if you put out a uh, a 90 minute animated feature you haven't spent the the millions that you have on a film facts so they can they they can they can take more chances with animation and they've already proven that their animation house has the necessary talent because while while we're giving a lot of credit to them for doing it right, the credit actually goes a lot to Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim headed up the Warner Brothers DC animation department. So a lot of things came directly from him. Okay. So you have one person, one vision doing it all. Just like he just put out they, that and that's stop right there. That's what they need. Instead of everyone putting their hand too many cooks in the kitchen, as Monty used to say. Too many cooks in the kitchen. You needed one person to drive a storyline, to drive all these franchises and put all of this together so you could have more rewarding things, moments, and all of this. Like I said, we're in the moment now, but 10 to 20 years down the line, what's going to be the conversation of these movies? You know what I mean? Now, some of them will be forgotten. Some exactly. Of, some of them will be classic. Exactly. And so on some and so of, forth. Most of them will be retconned out that they yeah. didn't yeah. happen. Yeah. That's the problem is yeah. Marvel got the huge overarching continuity because of the central vision, and DC, it's piecemeal, and it's just never going to come together right. until somebody takes over. I yeah, totally I, I think I, I think I think DC um, and which is surprising because Warner Brothers made Jeff Johns and Jim Lee head of entertainment. So I I want now my but question comic book, but but they're also no, their hands are in the movies, too. Jeff Johns is cre- is a creative consultant on almost and he's all signed of these films. a lot of bullshit. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm just surprised that they didn't let like like Jeff Johns was responsible for resurrecting some major DC franchises. And so I'm kind of surprised that when it comes to the films and TV that they haven't like tapped him and said, hey, can we do th-? or maybe they have. And then other people have come in and clipped and cut away. Who knows? Um, and I hate to do this, but I have to for the completists out there. Yes, Green Lantern happened. And that's all we're going to say about that. <laughs> That's all we're gonna say about that. <laughs> Green Shout Lantern. Out to Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Green Lantern happened, and that's that's all we're gonna say about that. So yeah, disaster after disaster. So uh, so we're what? we're hoping with the next wave they get it right. Yeah. Um, Joker uh, movie. The the Joker movie, and I mean big big ups Birds to them. Birds of prey. Birds of prey. Big ups to them on the comics. The Suicide though. Squad. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm man on Suicide Squad. He made Guardians of the Galaxy successful. You think he can't do another comic book? I I different I just don't I I the same thing. I I just don't think the uh, the concept of Suicide Squad needs to be a PG thirteen film. I agree with that. That I, I just don't think the that. concept. of Suicide I think Squad if DC actually film. was risque and made more rated R movies, maybe it would. I, I think. But you know, I wouldn't. They, I they don't have to be rated, rated R, R to be Batman. good. They don't have to be rated R to be good. But they have. Well, Shazam was dark, but still, I mean, they have a dark undertone, dude. And just be a little bit more risque, man. Just, just go ahead and do something what the competition isn't. Go dark, go full dark with it. You but have tons of dark narratives. Wait, wait, wait. Are you arguing that the problem with the DC Cinematic Universe is that it's not dark enough? It's is much darker than the Marvel. So Cinematic much darker. So dark. But it's just not. So it's dark. just not. It's just not well well presented. It's it's dark, but it's not well presented. It's also dark visually. Those films you need to turn your brightness up on. I love that. I love that contrast. But um, 
photographer talk. I love the contrast and the rich colors and the in-depth feel of the graphic texture. But anyway, I think it could get darker. There's the killing joke that could be a live-action movie. If you ever played the Batman video game on uh, PS4 where you reenact that scene, yeah, cut off the lights and play that game for a minute and, and get into that scene. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I've, I've, I mean there's I've classic things that DC has, well, see, which I, is dark, but I say go go for it. Can what? we have a dark um, rated R Batman where he fought? What's that? Uh, Calendar Man, serial killers. He hunt down serial killers. Who's this czar guy with the knives? And, his ass. Yeah, his ass. His ass. Come so on, you're, man. you're talking Dark Victory Come on, and man. Um, what was the. There's uh, dark stories. <laughs> the other ten, the other Mark Wade Tim Sale Jim the the with the blue cover iconic I I'm, I got Dark Victory but now I'm forgetting the first one that book was amazing because it showed the transition from the gangsters to the freaks that was an amazing dope, book it, it showed dope. the transition it, it showed the That's true dope. escalation from when Batman was just really going up against the mob <laughs> to when to when the freaks started showing up oh fuck the freaks come out at night. They did. They they <laughs> Shout out to Houdini. They they truly they truly truly did. So um, Long Halloween, Batman the Long Halloween. That's ah, the one. Long Halloween okay. and Dark Victory would make a would make great material for a bat for for a new Batman film that you don't have to do an origin for. Yeah. Batman exists already mm-hmm. and it shows instead the transition of Gotham from the from the from the suits and and crime families used to bust up mm-hmm. to the to the serial killers because they they did a little representation of that if you think about it in Batman Begins at the end when when Commissioner Gordon says guy with a flair for the dramatic leaves a card at every scene and, yeah, and, and he's right, like right, oh, right, right. that that was kind of like that that sense of escalation and then they did show it they, they, play. They, I'll deal with that later they they did you know show it in the following film where yeah. the, the escalation Cards. happened like yeah. they they brought in this guy who was too much for anybody to handle oh a ticking time bomb ticking time Ooh. just wanted to watch the world burn <laughs> yeah <laughs> my dude um so dc good luck uh i think i think eventually they eventually they will get it right and uh and and i look forward to them getting it right i i really do look forward to I dc both. comics i want to talk about positive stuff for both brands so please get it right well we we had a little bit more plan but we're hitting the edge so we should get to the announcements the fly notes the fly the 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 fly announcements it's been a full full dc DC episode episode so y'all can't say shit (laughs) (laughs) so for those who say that we don't talk dc we are definitely talking dc today um i will fly notes uh boom 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 Endgame, re-release. <laughs> DC, 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 fly notes, Endgame. <laughs> All right, Endgame re-release. They're uh, re-releasing. I guess they're trying to um, knock out this avatar. They're trying to be the greatest movie alive. So they're trying to break the avatar record, and um, they're re-releasing the movie. Some say well, it's not a re-release it's a because it's already... Cut. It's still in theaters. It's not a director's cut. They're it's just not? adding um, a cut scene, a few fun stuff, um, a tribute, and that's about it. I so I don't know if it's a director's cut per se. I'll still matinee it. Because, I mean, if you know the Russo brothers, they kind of stick to the script. Yeah, so whatever do. is on the script is filmed. Is maybe a couple things that they couldn't use for the movie that they may add, or they may refilm something. So we don't know. 
But um, it could be leading to Spider-Man, which is coming out far from home. July 2nd. By the time, next time you hear us on the episode, we're probably going to have a full Spider-Man Yeah, episode. yeah. It, it, as, as a hardcore Spider-Man yeah, fan, we, we, I, I got to I gotta give, I gotta give Pete, Miles, and, and, and all the clones but their But one due. thing I want to say real quick, I got my notes. I know we got the time, but check this out, man. There are, there's a report where, um, you know, the young girl who played uh, Morgan, Lexi, right? They're harassing this young lady because they're saying that she's not the real Ironheart and just little stupid, petty things. But they're harassing her online and offline like she's having a hard time with her family hey, and stuff. Hey, fanboys, I, I want to tell stop. you these little punk ass fanboys something. I will punch you in your damn jaw. <laughs> Straight up. I will punch you in your jaw, G. It's not that serious. Leave people alone. John Boyega um, got harassed because of his, um, yeah. you know, involvement in hey, Star Wars. Hey, fanboys, stop it. Stop that shit. Stop you know it. what I mean? Straight up. Like, like we are we are fanboys in this room right now. We don't harass Yeah, but I don't anyone. harass for nobody for no reason. We don't harass anybody because here, here's, the, here's the crux of it. Those actors are not responsible for the lines that they're given or for the roles that they, or, or the roles that yeah. they get blessed to play. Yeah. That is not that and is not them. So, and even so, what you doing? And if you don't like their portrayal in it, then just don't watch it. Complain online. Stick to your yeah, Reddit stick friends. To that, but you don't harass them. They're not responsible for your connection to source material from your childhood. Mm. They're not responsible for anything. They're making new movies. If you don't like this movie, don't watch it. Go see a different movie. Or, you know, you could do the other responsible thing if you have a complaint with the movie. Send your complaints to the studio, to the directors, to the writers. If that person, if you felt that person did a horrible job as your favorite character. Nah, it's just bullshit. But I think they just harassing her just to be doing it. And like I said, they harass other fans and just the reasons why sometimes. The makes whole no sense. The fem- feminine thing and the female Actresses can't have their little segments and stuff like that, and it's a conspiracy. What is that? What, what? I don't know. Okay. Also, fanboys. I don't know. It's 20- what you want to see? Dudes in costumes, just in muscles, posing all night. Like that's what you want to see. But yeah, stop, stop bullying, man. I ain't with that on any level. So along with that, I got a little music note. Man, my homie Benny the Butcher, the plug I met, is a pretty solid album. It if is you like a solid the street. Album. Hardcore rap. If you've been following Griselda, West Side Gun, Conway the Machine, Benny the Butcher, he just dropped an album, Tan to Talk 3, like a few weeks ago, something like that. And now he dropped this little EP, um, well, project called The Plugs I Met, featuring Black Thought, Pusha T, um, Conway the Machine, um, a couple other artists, producers, Alchemist, Derringer, you know, to mix up boys. <laughs> Griselda Boys getting it in, man. So if you haven't copped that, pick that up. Uh, Jim Jones dropped the album. Um, my man Fillmore Green has an album. Neek is dropping his vinyl, Quest Bar, for uh, Culture Power 45. Shout out to Culture Power 45. Shout out Big to ups. Waffle Gang. Shout out to all the homies out here who's tuning in. Shout out to the listeners. Shout out to the ladies. And, um, yeah, that's it for the Fly Notes segment, man. So And I, I, have, I have nothing to add to you. your Fly Notes for it, so I think it's just time to uh, say to sign off. Wish everyone peace, love, and happiness. Peace, this has peace, been Coachy Soul peace. Star and my man. G and And of course, the guy in the chair, the man with all the fly unique tools here, Scott. <laughs> Thank you very much. 
Yeah. <laughs> and and your your points this week, Scott, were great. I, everything you said was just like dark, dark, dark. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for letting me jump in. It's Anytime. Fun, fellas. Anytime. Uh, everyone, stay stay safe out there, and we will Fly see Nerd you. Group Fly Nerd Instagram dot com, Southside Cosgia, Instagram dot com. Soul Photo, S O U L F O T O. Word up! Thanks to all the followers and the likes and the comments and just the yeah, feedback. Yeah, yeah, keep sharing general. it. Keep sharing. I love it. what you guys is doing. Let's continue on and push this movement forward. Let's push the culture forward. Let's do this. That's why we're here. We're not just here talking for no reason. We're doing this for a movement. So let's get involved and let's do this. And yeah, let's. That's it, man. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, y'all. Stay safe. We are out of here. Peace.